you're planning a wedding and looking for some insight and a laugh and a promise you'll make it down the aisle. Engage the podcast. What real couples learned while planning their wedding. Got a very special all-male episode. That sounds kind of bad when I say it that way. Coming to you live from Montreal uh, at my bachelor party. Callie is doing something in D.C. We don't know what. Um, probably celebrating. Yeah, probably happy that I'm not there. And we're going to talk for a little bit about what it's like to be the man in the wedding planning process. Without mansplaining. Without doing, you know, I think that's one of the things we want to talk about is like the m- many different things you have to manage, including that. Anyway, so I'm Ryan, and I have uh, Austin Hagen, who's been on the podcast. You guys probably heard him in the last couple of weeks, actually, with his wife, Lish. How you doing, Austin? Doing well. How are you, Mr. Tracy? Pretty good. And Ben Hush is here as well from the very early episodes. Episode one, maybe? The, the, the two-part two. episode with the with uh, before and after. Good yeah. to see you, Ben. Thanks for having me back. And we got Michael Hilsenrath as well. First time on Engaged. First time, um, long time. It's great to be here. <laughs> Uh, Mike, you got married. How long ago did you get married? About two, more than two years. Two years and about four months. Okay. All right. Uh, So thanks for being here, guys. For those of you listening, it is approximately 1130 in the morning, and I think we got back uh, at about 430. Yeah, we should state at the outset that we're kind of hungover. All right, so now that the the, uh, the scene is set, all right, so let let me ask you guys, just to sort of level set, like kind of to get an idea of, of where you're coming at the wedding planning process from. So if one extreme is like you don't care about anything that happens in the wedding, like she could make every decision. You don't give, give a crap. Yeah, and the, and the other and the other extreme is you really want to be involved in every decision, starting with Austin. Where would you say you guys fall on that spectrum? Uh, so I was definitely on the uh, whatever Alicia wants, we're going with. And you probably saw that in our podcast uh, where Alicia's talking pretty much the entire time <laughs> showed how much I knew about the wedding planning and uh, that was kind of my goal from the onset was whatever is going to make her happy I'll let her do it and so she was planning it with her mother-in-law with my mother-in-law and, and my sister-in-law and they really Alicia really had a great time with it she got pretty stressed in the beginning but then once she got to all her do-it-yourself things she loved it and after the wedding was over she wanted to actually have more do-it-yourself things to do uh, because she had so much fun with it and so we bought a house and now she is a carpenter and is a electrician electrician she just does it all and she loves it uh, and it's kind of a offshoot of everything she did during the wedding uh, where she was you know doing a lot of do-it-yourself so were you did you have like absolutely literally nothing you cared about like like, was there um, even one aspect of it that you would <laughs> would want to like say? You know, I, I kind of yeah. that. No, I did do that and realized it was a mistake after I. <laughs> so what? What was the aspect that you wanted? It was, it was uh, band versus DJ, and I said, ah, maybe a DJ would make sense because uh, it could just, the DJ could play whatever, and I want to hear the pop songs and all that. And then she's like, nope. That makes no sense. <laughs> so you're just it, well, yeah. You know, we got in an argument about it, and I was like, "Wow, that was stupid." Why? You know, and I didn't really. I wasn't that adamant about it. I kind of just thought about it offhand, just like, "All right, maybe a DJ will be more fun." And then she gave me the argument for the mm-hmm. band, which is I think the older people there have a lot more fun mm-hmm. with the band. Mm-hmm. Uh, and after seeing the band at the wedding, I mean, it was it was awesome. 
they did just such a great job and they were able to play all those pop songs and everything that I wanted to hear but that, that was the one thing that I tried to take a stand on right in the beginning and realized that was a mistake <laughs> and then after that you're like alright never mind you're not yeah, yeah. alright so we got Austin's on that and where where yeah. do you fall Ben? Um, I would definitely say I'm a bit um, I guess more in the wanting to be involved in decisions but certainly recognizing that you know I think in terms of all the decisions that were made um, there were definitely more that were probably uh, important to Aaron but I definitely had certain decisions that I wanted to be heavily involved in because I also cared about them deeply, but there were certain ones I think that, you know, I kind of let her take the lead on because they were more important. And I think, you know, that kind of dynamic played well. We each had specific aspects that we um, definitely wanted to have at our wedding. And so, you know, that also kind of reduced the burden on me in certain circumstances and maybe it reduced the burden. I'm hoping it reduced the burden on her in other circumstances. All right. How about you, Alice? Um, I'd say I had like my aspects of things that I was involved in, and then the rest I let to her and her mom and her sister and the wedding planner. But I was pretty heavily involved in the band choice, um, meeting with the bands, seeing the different bands. Uh, I was definitely passionate about like the music, music situation, and I took that on pretty much myself. Like as far as meeting with them once we picked them and hashing out the playlist and all the songs that we were going to use in different spots and all that. And I was involved in the food and some of the stuff like that. I, I, I like to like think of my role in the time as like the closer, where like she could be very good at narrowing herself to like two or three options for everything, but like never could make the decision. And I would kind of come in at the end and just be like that one, and she would be like, yeah, that's a good point. But I, but as far as like getting to that point, I was not involved. And I said from the outset, I was like, I do not give a crap about flowers, invitations, what the room looks like, that sort of stuff. Like, just do what you got to do. But music, food, and then I was pretty heavily involved planning the Friday night. She really had nothing to do with the, the rehearsal dinner whatsoever. That was me and my parents. So that, that took a long time as well. Right. You know, I had someone describe it to me once as like, you want to, as the guy, you're just, like people, I think people assume sort of the guy doesn't want to do anything at all. So the advice I got was, you know, if that's the case, like you have to, you may like be able to sort of get away with not being involved in things. And it's not so much that you have to be involved in everything or that you, it's like bad if you're involved in nothing. But the problem is not necessarily like not being involved. The problem is per being perceived by your fiance to not care about things. In other words, like if you like really don't care about everything, that may be the case, but you, but you don't, or if you don't care about something, even for you, for Ben and Mike, like if you don't care about a certain aspect, you, you know, fair enough. But if you're perceived to just be like flipping about it, like, oh, I don't give a shit, just do it. Then like they can kind of get annoyed at that, right? Like you, you have to be like, you, I feel like you don't want to be perceived as just saying, you know. Yeah, and I feel like you see that in all three examples. It's, you know, to a certain extent, you are kind of going to play off of your fiance. You know, you, you definitely don't want that feeling, that flippant feeling, um, you know, to come up. But at the same time, you know, certain fiancés will want to have more control over more aspects. Some will want, you know, less control. And so it's just kind of being almost their partner in planning this event. And so sometimes that partner takes a supporting role um, in certain aspects. Sometimes that partner takes a leading role in other aspects. And it's just kind of, you know, figuring out that dynamic that works best, you know, and it's definitely going to be different for all couples. Yeah. But, and then, but sometimes when you get involved too, like I remember... I just happened to be with her, her mom and her sister the first time they met with the invitation person and like it was just because I happened to be with 
with them that day and we had other plans afterwards and like I just decided to chime in a couple times and be like oh I kind of like that one and they're like just go over there <laughs> <laughs> everything I said was like the ugliest invitation ever and then I was like you're right I don't even care what an invitation looks like so proceed and, yeah, know. that's kind of <laughs> nice when they say that, actually. Yeah, they're like, that's cute, but you can, yeah. you can excuse yourself from the room. That, that, that's like the ideal <laughs> perception. It's like, oh, he's being nice and he cares, but we're not going to make him do anything. That's exactly <laughs> yeah. what you want. Yeah. <laughs> Did you have to manage that hard, like, like in terms of not – because you didn't care about anything, but could you totally check out? Or you had to be doing – you had to have no. some role. Yeah, I did. Like you're saying, she, she would get really angry at me when she felt like I was, just didn't care. Yeah, I, I definitely needed to show that I cared about things. And she would ask my opinion about certain things, but definitely not invitations, definitely not flowers, nothing like that. But with the band, like what you're talking about, she she had me involved going to interview bands, and we and I gave her an idea of a few songs I wanted them to play. Um, so I was involved with the playlist. But besides that, yeah, I, I can't remember the exact story, but it would be something just like what Hilsey was saying, or I would try to give an opinion, and it was just... Stupid. <laughs> it just was not good. <laughs> All right, so before this next question, I'll preface it by saying I have at one point during our now 15-month-old wedding planning process cried because I was so overwhelmed and stressed by part of what was going on. How many times did each of your fiancés cry during the process, do you think? Like cry because of the wedding planning? I would say couple, but they were usually like, you know, Am I getting too personal with this question, do you think? I mean, mm-hmm. okay. I'll get in trouble yeah. if I answer truthfully later. So, um, <laughs> I do think there are certain points in the wedding planning process that are extremely stressful. I think, you know, even from the outset, just stating that most people outside of people that do event planning as their day job will likely have never planned an event of this size or, more importantly, this cost. And that just introduces numerous stressors into the relationship that if they overload at a similar point in time can result in um, an emotional outpouring both uh, from the male and female perspective. Yeah, I mean, go ahead. Go ahead yeah, I, I don't, we didn't really have any crying per se. Well, that's good. Yeah, you don't have to. It just, it, it yeah, happens yeah, yeah, but there were definitely yeah. like, can you cry now for us though? A few times where like both her and her mother were like, like this, this is crazy. Like there's so much to do. Are we going to get this done? Like blah, blah, blah. Freaking like, out a little bit. Making this decision. So there's always moments where you kind of just have to be there and be like, it's going to be okay. Like, you're stressing about like the smallest little thing in the grand scheme of things like a third of the people are even going to notice that detail that you think is so important that maybe can't get done and at the end of the day the night's going to be great no matter what so that, that, I, I, I like in reinforcing that theory that's a great message things, that's, you know, I, I can't tell you how many times I've tried to deliver that message completely <laughs> unsuccessfully <laughs> just like attempting to be logical about the, the thing and it's just not have you yeah. thought? Have you thought about bringing in Mike the closer to deliver that message? <laughs> <laughs> well, so we had a venue change that was unbelievably stressful when that happened, and definitely a lot of tears, and it was very difficult uh, situation, uh, especially because we didn't have that many months remaining to change the venue uh, when we found out we couldn't go go to the original one, and so I think that was m- one of my biggest roles was being supported then um, and letting her know you know if we need to change the date we can change the date whatever is necessary I just want to get married to you and that's it you know uh, your happiness whatever. is the most important thing yeah exactly exactly so that that was a very difficult time but once we found a 
solution, you know, we got back on track. And it was a fantastic but, wedding. Yeah. And, but we just, there, there was this time period where we were just in limbo and we didn't know where the wedding was going to be, if we were going to change the date. That was for about a week or two. And that was, that was unbelievably stressful. I mean, that, I, you know, even though you didn't necessarily get involved in decisions, I feel like that a huge aspect of the male role in all of this, because it seems like generally majority of the planning tends to fall with the bride and her mother, like managing the stress, I feel like is a huge part of kind of what you're, what you have to do just because you're involved. You know what I mean? Like, right. yeah. Well, my, my mother-in-law was incredible during that situation too. She's great mm-hmm. at just de-stressing the a stressful situation so mm-hmm. it's great to have a very supportive mother-in-law during that process yeah all right so why don't we go to advice what what would you guys if you were given a man or even a woman listening like some advice about uh, i guess this is really the episode for the guys so tell me tell me the advice that you would give a guy who's kind of entering this process ben you want to go first sure i will attempt to go first i guess i would say and i think you've heard <clears> this <throat> you know from both the four of us is you know, be supportive, um, and at the same time, you know, try and have fun with it. I mean, it is your wedding as well, and there are probably certain things that do matter, and it's it's on you as the groom in waiting, you know, to kind of make that decision as to how involved you want to be, and if there are, you know, certain aspects of it, be it music, which I totally agree with you on, like that was something that I found very important to me, and I kind of took that on, or if there are other aspects with your that you are comfortable with, kind of letting your uh, fiancé handle more, you know, and I would just say kind of making uh, communication between you two as to kind of who's going to take the lead on what different aspects, you know, because the worst thing you can have is you assuming something about one thing and her assuming something totally different. So mm-hmm. I would definitely say Did communication. That to you? No, but I also, you know, just <clears throat> even outside of wedding planning, like something that, especially at the office, like one big thing that I try and make sure that I never get involved with is a miscommunication. I mean, it definitely happens, but I try and make sure, especially in an age where a lot of communication is done via email, you know, and that also happens during wedding planning. I mean, you're emailing wedding vendors um, left and right at certain stages of the planning process. And so communication is key, um, both between, you know, you and your fiance, as well as uh, you and the vendor. I guess another way to think about this question too, before I ask Mike and Austin, is like, would you have done anything differently looking back? Like, did you learn anything from it? That can sort of be advice too. So, uh, Austin, yeah. what do you think? Well, so I, yeah, I think I, I went into it thinking that she wanted to do it all, right? And, and that that's what she wanted from me was to step back and really not do much. Um, but I realized when I would go to her and say, do you need any help with anything? She did have some things for me to do, right? And, and I needed to realize I need to say that a lot more than I did. And, and like you were saying, make it... You know, I, I did care a lot about the wedding, but I just, I thought that's what she wanted from me was to step back and really not do much. But I realized there's so much involved in the planning that she did need help with, with certain things. And to make sure to communicate with her, right, I think it goes a long way. Yeah, I, I think I, that was a misconception for me, thinking that she wanted me to do nothing, you know, and leave it all to her. I realized that wasn't right after I kept asking her, do you need help? Do you need help? And there were things that I could definitely help her with. They could be very small things, but just to take any burden off her shoulders, I realized. Yeah, I, I had this moment a couple months ago where I noticed, like, Callie was telling me how overwhelmed she was, and she kind of got... I, I don't think I actually told her. I think she did. She just she just wrote it all down. She's like, she's like, you have no idea all the things that 
I'm like all the things I'm keeping in my head right now. You have no freaking clue. I'm gonna write them down. And she literally wrote down like 40 things. I what I said to her afterwards is like I you know I read through them and I was like okay. So there were probably in my opinion like maybe four or five of them were like come on you don't need to worry about that. But like 35 of them were absolutely like a legitimate thing that like she had a decision she had to make or something she had to plan or something like it was not like you know so you know that it, I definitely underappreciated the amount of things that were going on. And then but that was an amazing exercise because then I like put a to-do list in our Google Doc that we've been using and I like took a few of the things. I was like, all right, I can take care of a few of these, you know? Yeah, I was just to touch on that. It's more like, don't be afraid to interject your opinion or offer your help when it's needed because you'll be surprised when it actually is needed. Like, I ended up doing the seating chart for like two, three weeks before because Turner mom were like overwhelmed with other stuff. And I was like, sure, I'll do it. Like, it was more just, what do you guys need me to do? And I'm like, well, can you do the seating chart? And I was fine. And then some things you interject your opinion on and they value that opinion, and that's great. And care what you think on other things. If you say the worst thing is you say it, and they're just like, no. So don't be afraid to to offer your services and share your opinions, even if even if they don't end up being used. And don't feel bad about that either way. Yeah, that's a great line. The worst they can say is no. Yeah, that's right. I'm trying to think what I would say. I mean, I guess I'm not all the way there yet. But I know, one of the things that I found really like interesting doing the podcast and planning. You know, Mike, you kind of hit on it earlier, like the sort of don't sweat the small stuff advice and also other aspects of advice about wedding planning. Like people always give you advice like, you know, I'll just, you know, don't worry about the small stuff. It's going to be great. And, you know, remember, it's, it's really about you and love and your day. And like I've heard I've had all this like in my head the whole time. We keep talking to people who got married and everything that like I've been told not to do. We've just it's been impossible to not fall into those traps, you know, like it just it just happens. Like you end up sweating small stuff. You end up, I, we end up getting really stressed. Like we just, we end up overanalyzing certain things. Like it's, I it's, think, you can't I think get it's out fine there. to sweat the small stuff in the planning, but once you actually get to the yeah. wedding, you better let it go starting on like Wednesday or Thursday. Cause there's nothing you can do by that point to change anything. Like everything's in motion and whatever happens is going to happen. But if you let the small stuff distract you during the actual events, then you'll regret that, I feel like. Because by that point, like, you really can't change anything at that point. So soak it all in and enjoy it. I think you sweat the small stuff in the planning, and that's why things turn out good. Because that's what you do. That's what planning is, is sweating right. the small stuff, and that's yeah. okay. But once you get there, I think that's the important thing, is to let go of it finally then just have fun. Because it really, like, it's, it's like, cliche, but it is about you. And you're going to let, like, you can't be thinking about how other people are perceiving anything at that moment or worrying about like this little thing you just gotta have fun and go with it because like something will happen that you didn't expect or be like oh crap like we almost got like caught in the rain like when we were taking pictures and like jenna and i had to like run to cover <laughs> and like she like freaked like was, like, <laughs> like but before the ceremony when we were taking that. pictures and like all of a sudden the sky just like opened up and we were like a hundred yards from cover like, <laughs> oh my God. She, she, had to, she was like running in her wedding dress and heels and we like barely made it and it was like super stressful and we needed to like cool down and calm and like that was like the one moment where I was like oh my god like this is like crazy like she just got <laughs> soaked and like ruined her hair and makeup and like all this stuff oh my god that would have been horrible but it was fun and it's a good story now yes yes yeah. but, that, but that was like the, there's always like gonna be like one freak after the weekend where you're just be like alright alright like it's fine we're gonna get through it yeah and that's it well, that's, I'm glad that's actually helpful for me to hear as we're going to, to the home stretch. 
one one month or so from the wedding right now as we're recording this, although I don't know exactly when we'll post it. Alright guys, well thanks. Thank you for having us. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah. We're out of here from Montreal. Thanks for listening, guys. Two people are currently wearing shirts. <laughs> <laughs> True statement. <laughs> and we'll let you think about who those two people are. Um, one person also not wearing pants. To be fair, none of us are actually wearing pants. <laughs>